The birthing process. It's how we all got here. You're right, you're getting one. Babies are born every day. Around the world, in hospitals, in homes, in big cities, and in small, isolated villages. The birth of a child is a beautiful moment, but it's not an easy one. Push the it's a moment that must be taken seriously. It's one that must be prepared for. Unfortunately, however, many women worldwide face the birthing process without the necessary supplies to ensure the process is safe and successful. Many of these women, without these basic supplies, die as a result of something completely preventable. And that's why my guests today work so hard. Mercy Olo and Kate O'Fatherty join us today from Birthing Kit Foundation, Australia, where they and their team work tirelessly to help educate families, train attendants, and provide clean birth kits to women in developing countries who just don't have access to such things otherwise. It's the story of beautiful new beginnings on this edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. It's always a privilege, always a pleasure to introduce you to amazing people doing amazing things around the globe. Serving others, serving people who are often otherwise overlooked. And today, I have the, this great opportunity, this privilege to introduce you to Birthing Kit Foundation, based in Australia. And I have joining me from this wonderful organization that we're going to get to know today, I have Kate O'Fatherty and Mercy Olo. Ladies, welcome to the program. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having us. It's wonderful to have you on the show. And for starters, put this into perspective for us. At Birthing Kit Foundation, you all are providing what to whom? Well, like we'll start very broadly, and that is our vision, a world in which all women have access to a clean and safe birth. And we aim to do that by providing clean birth kits and running health education programs in developing countries. So... As you mentioned, in terms of context, around 295,000 women die every year during pregnancy and childbirth from preventable causes. So that's what drives us 
There are also a further 2.5 million babies who die within the first four weeks of life. So what we aim to do is reduce maternal and infant mortality rates in developing countries in particular. And our clean birth kit has six simple objects within it. One is a piece of soap to wash the birth attendant's hands, plastic sheet to provide a hygienic surface for the birthing experience, gloves to cover birth attendant's hands, gauze to wipe the newborn baby's eyes and the mother's perineum, cord ties for the umbilical cord and a sterile blade to cut it. That's the simplicity of our product and what we aim to do. Again, this is the Edge of Adventure and we're getting to know Birthing Kit Foundation Australia and a couple ladies who are joining us today from this wonderful organization from Adelaide, Australia today, Kate and Mercy. Again, thank you so much for being here today and thank you for what you do. I tend to zoom out and to put things into context, think about the scenario. So many of us in the world today, so many of us who are listening to this podcast or watching it might take the birthing process relatively for granted. I mean, I think most of us always know that that there is a risk and that it is a potentially dangerous situation. I mean, of course, it happens all the time, but it's something that in many countries, we really take certain things for granted. And then you guys step in to provide that same sort of security to women in parts of the world who might not have that same level of security. So I'll ask Mercy, I guess I'll um, toss this question to her, help us understand the dangers or the unnecessary risks that are being run in some of these areas where you guys serve and help so much. So we actually currently work with 37 partners and they're basically uh, working around the globe. Today, we're basically in um, 14 different countries, and that's across African countries, Southeast Asia, and the Pacific. And these are countries where sometimes, you know, there's no, in remote places, there's no access to hospitals, there's no access to clinics. So the women are forced, uh, like forced to walk for days before they can actually be able to get to a birthing center. And it can be quite difficult. And we, you know, we hear stories on a daily basis that there's challenges, even there's challenges around transportation. And sometimes the women end up giving birth on the road or they end up even dying and losing their lives because they are unable to get to a clinic. They are unable to get to um, somewhere where they can be able to you know, give birth. So the small, this tangible product, the birth kit, gives them the ability to at least have basic resources to have that, like if they're in an emergency situation, at least they can be able to give birth in a clean environment with, you know, sterile blade, there's, you know, gloves for midwives or the traditional birthing attendants who are supporting the birth. You know, there's soap, there is gauze to ensure that there's a clean environment in that sort of emergency situation in a place where they don't have access to any resources. So it does make a huge difference. And the 2.4 million speaks to that. You know, the need is still high around the globe. And, you know, every single day we get requests from so many different partners who want to join in and, you know, receive the free kits. And we do as much as possible, take in as many partners as we can on an annual basis. And 
You know, it's, an, yeah. it's amazing what we're doing. Just to add to that, in terms of risky pregnancies and the health education programs that we run with our field partners, I've had some babies. I've had three of them. Mine were uncomplicated pregnancies and deliveries, so I was really, really lucky. But I have friends who have actually hemorrhaged post-birth, and um, if they weren't in a safe environment such as a hospital, they probably would have died. And so one of the things that we help with is providing funding for the health education programs that would allow a, a traditional birth attendant or midwife to teach women and other community members about risky pregnancies and when it's really, really important to get to hospital or a healthcare clinic. And I think that's a vital part of, of what we do also. This is The Edge of Adventure, and we're talking today with Kate and Mercy, both of whom are joining us from Birthing Kit Foundation in Australia. And of course, as Mercy mentioned a few minutes ago, you guys work in many different countries. You have partners in quite a few regions. I was taking notes as I was doing some search. I saw that you guys work, of course, in Africa. You work in Southeast Asia. You work in the Pacific and perhaps in other locations as well. Why is this product, and it is a product, it's this kit that you all have put together, why is it so popular that you're getting so many requests? I see you guys have been in existence for 22 years, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, 22 years, and the 2.4 million number is the total number of kits, I think, that have been distributed. Correct me if I'm wrong on that number, but then why is it so popular? Maybe a better way to say it is, how is it so effective? I think that to paint a picture of a woman who might be in a remote village in Africa, for example, or another place within our world, and they may live in a hut where there might be just a bare ground, so not, not a house as we know it, and lack of access to gloves or soap. So I guess it's essentially that frontline basic healthcare to prevent or to create a clean birth environment or hygiene so that tetanus, HIV and other infections aren't contracted at that point. Run down the is it six basic elements that are in these kits. What again are the different elements? Sure. So we have a bar of soap for washing the birth attendant's hands and the mother's perineum, a plastic sheet for the woman to lie on as they give birth, gloves to cover the birth attendant's hands, gauze to wipe the newborn baby's eyes, cord ties for the umbilical cord and a sterile blade to cut it. So as you can imagine, it's incredibly mm -hmm. simple mm -hmm. and, and inexpensive for us to produce. We have a wonderful fundraising base here. So it's less than $5 per kit. That's Australian dollars. So perhaps, well, would that be 350 US? Yes, 350 yeah. around there. <laughs> mm. So it's inexpensive and simple that can be the difference. I think it's also like, you know, the we're able to pack, it's portable, it's a small kit, can fit even in a woman's, um, you know, handbag, where she can, you know, take it around during her course of her pregnancy, she can carry it around and in a situation where she isn't able to get to a hospital, have that immediate resource to use and ensure that she has a clean and safe birth. Looking and sharing some of the pictures, too, on the video version of the podcast, you see your team members, you see volunteers. Most of the support that comes 
to you at Birthing Kit Foundation Australia. Most of the support comes from where? It's incredible because I think Australians and, and other people within our world um, are very generous. So our fundraising model is essentially or basically that people um, raise money within their own community and then organise an assembly day where the community members come together and pack these clean birth kits. So at $5 per kit, there's fundraising, assembly days, and then also very generous partners that we have and people that will provide, for example, Mun Global provide the gloves to us for free. And we have other partnerships for other aspects of our kit product. Yeah, so basically it's donations from corporates or other people like the Nielsen Foundation, mm -hmm. philanthropic um, assembly days, general donations and, and our partnerships. Yeah. And the other thing to note, I guess, and this is recent, is that we now sell our birth kits. So there might be a Rotary Club or other organisations that work internationally that may wish to buy our kit for $5 Australian and they can do that on our website. So it's another fundraising activity for us. Ladies, what are some of the achievements or successes or milestones that you guys have reached that you're proud of? There's quite a lot, you yeah. know, we're able to, within the programs department, we're able to work with organizations that have been doing this for a long time. So, you know, it's not just us, the foundations and the field partners that are in these developing countries that we're currently working with are making such a huge difference. Um, if I can specifically speak on one, uh, the Afar Pastoralist Development Association in Ethiopia, they've just been working in that region for over 30 years. We've been running an in-country training program alongside them for the last three years. And, you know, the reach has just been incredible, you know, reaching over 100,000 individuals in terms of raising awareness, you know, educating the communities around best practices, a clean birth environment, and also providing education and increasing literacy in the region, also building capacity to traditional birthing attendants and ensuring that they're you know, reducing harm because in some of these organizations is based in Afar, which is you know, a community that is remote, you know, a lot of the people who live in that community are nomadic and they're constantly moving around, just raising awareness issues such as FGM and reducing harm and also best practices around childbirth. Also just providing education to traditional birthing attendants because then they go out into their communities and they empower women. They work to make a difference to um, even change men's perspective on you know, gender-related issues and um, change perspective of even community leaders. Mm -hmm. So through them, we're able to do a lot. And I think for an achievement. Speaking of those organizations, in terms of milestones, we've actually been able to train 10,000 traditional birth attendants. That's a huge achievement. We've supplied over 2.4, nearly 2.5 million birth kits to 30 countries. And we've been around for 22 years. I think it was back in 1995 that Dr Joy O'Hazy, who's from Adelaide, South Australia, went to a conference with the United Nations on women's health and she spoke to a lady who had seen a small kit that was used in Nepal for clean birth and 
she had an idea that perhaps she could put one together herself. Mm-hmm. She did some research and found the six key ingredients for the kit and um, teamed up with the Zunta Club here and started fundraising and, and commenced putting together and sending these kits to the 30 countries that we service. That's the voice of Kate O'Fatherty, and we also have with us today Mercy Olo, both of whom are joining us from Adelaide, Australia, and Birthing Kit Foundation, Australia. You did mention, Mercy, you mentioned the guys, the man's perspective, right? There are a few subjects that guys tend to often shy away from, usually because we just kind of don't know what we're talking about. And so we tend to not think about it or talk about it. What is our role as guys in helping to protect the women and helping to get them the education and the training and the the equipment, the supplies that they need so that they can go through the birthing process and that it can be a success and it can be beautiful and prevent some of the unnecessary tragedies that do occur in the world out there? What's our role as guys? That is a tricky question, Um, but what we tend to see in these communities is that a lot of the women who are using our kids are very young, so they're teenagers, so teenage moms, and in some cases, you know, when they tell the fathers of the children that, you know, they're about to have kids, in a lot of the instances, you know, the young men are not in the stage where they want to raise children, or their families, you know, there's issues between the two families where they just want to not support so we tend to see that if we couple the birthing kit with other services it has an impact so it's those services that are on the ground you know reaching to communities providing education encouraging you know these young men to also be part of pregnancy also just giving them that education on what goes on for a woman a young mother you know, educating them also on antenatal and postnatal care so that when their um, children are born, they know what to do and even their families know what to do. Having that support of um, these outreach services on the ground and educating men makes a huge difference. And it also makes a huge difference because it's changing the community and trying to shift mindset Mm -hmm. and attitudes in these places. And we're seeing an increase, especially now because of COVID, with teenage pregnancies. So that's been a challenge. But, you know, our field partners are working really hard to continue the work and continue providing these outreach programs. And that's the voice of Mercy Olo. She's program manager at Birthing Kit Foundation in Australia. You know what I think, and I'm sure Kate's going to agree with me on this, Mercy, you are a very effective communicator for this vision. You really are. And you say it very clearly where even folks like me can understand. <laughs> so that's that's my judge. I feel like if you can get it through to me, then you're a good communicator. There's so many different types of organizations, so many great projects, and then helping those of us out here understand what you're doing, the challenges to it, and how we can in some way come alongside you and be supportive. Those those things are so important. So thanks for helping to communicate that. Let me ask both of you the following question. And I'll start uh, with Kate. Kate, what drew you to this organization? How long have you been working with them and and why? It's a pretty good question. 
because it is a small organisation and it's quite a specific area in which we focus. I think it was when I had my third child, Connor, when he was born, it was a bit of a tough delivery and I just remember thinking the intensity of that birth experience and, and I guess being aware of all the risks throughout pregnancy and the actual birth itself, um, I guess gave a laser focus on the fact that I have a huge passion for equality and trying to help others in the world that perhaps aren't as privileged as us here. And I started looking into NGOs here in Adelaide and this one just seemed particularly good at doing a simple thing very well. And I volunteered here and then a few years later started working here. So I've only been working for Birthing Kit Foundation as an employee for one year, but also volunteered prior to that. Very passionate about the cause. Mercy, now it's your turn to answer the same question. What drew you and what has kept you at Birthing Kit Foundation Australia? I was born in Kenya, so um, I know some of the challenges women face in these areas. Moved to Australia in, in 2017. So when I came here, I think it's finding, it's always trying to find that connection to home. And when I saw this organization and was curious about the work they do and the impact they have around the world, and just to make a difference, I think that really was what made me apply and start working here so it's just and that continuous connection to home continues working with people who are making a difference these field partners and these organizations that we work with and the great work they do um, has really been what sort of kept me here this is the edge of adventure my name is adam asher and we'll return to my conversation today with mercy olo and kate O'Fatherty in just a moment but as I've mentioned before, this year is a big one for The Edge of Adventure. Our first full-length documentary will be available on major streaming platforms this year. The film is currently being viewed by judges at several film festivals and competitions. The podcast continues to grow. And thanks to you, we've been honored at the Communicator Awards, the W3 Awards, and even the Tellies. Lots of momentum, lots of great things happening. Even a couple cool things I can't tell you about just yet, which is why I would be honored to add your name to the Edge of Adventure email list so that as these exciting new announcements can be made, I'll be able to share them directly with you. Sign up for Edge Updates at theedgeofadventure.com. That's theedgeofadventure.com. Just look for the link that says Edge Updates. And of course, you can always look us up in the new mobile app and community called Rugged Compass. It's available in app stores and at ruggedcompass.com. But for now, though, let's get back to my conversation with Mercy Olo and Kate O'Fatherty from Birthing Kit Foundation Australia, right here on the Edge of Adventure podcast. We're talking about Birthing Kit Foundation Australia foundation and organization based in Australia and headquarters are there in Adelaide. And we're talking to two of their team members, Mercy and Kate, getting to know what the organization does and their passion and love for women everywhere. Women who perhaps could be facing a difficult situation, difficult childbirth, and to ease that both through education and through these birthing kits is a fantastic project. It's a fantastic initiative. As I learn here and appreciate what you guys are doing, just want to um, commend you 
but also ask you to personalize this a little bit for the audience and for me. Who are we helping when someone comes alongside Birthing Kit Foundation, whether they're given their money or they go and help to put these kits together, which you've put together quite a few, and I know you have quite a few amazing volunteers who help you get that done. Who are we helping when we do that? Paint the picture. What is the mother facing that you're reaching out to? Um, maybe if I can just share a story from the field, a lady, Fatima, who reported back to us that she had a complicated pregnancy with her second set of twins. And it was because of our work and training the birth attendant where she lived and the fact that that birth attendant ensured that she went to a healthcare facility as opposed to giving birth at home enabled her, in fact, once she'd spoken to the sheikh, the community um, leader where she lives, and negotiated that actually it was possible for her to travel for, I think it was six to eight hours, um, to a healthcare facility for delivery. That essentially enabled her to have two healthy babies. And it's stories like that that allow you to stay focused and very passionate about our cause, which is to enable safe and clean childbirth and pregnancy experiences for as many women as we can around the world. You're also helping, you know, um, traditional birthing attendants who are in these villages mm -hmm. who um, may not necessarily always have resources, especially when they're going out into the field, when they're helping out with childbirth and during that labor time. So you're providing a clean environment, not only for the mother, but for them as well and yes. for the child. And you're also helping with education around best practices to use. And in some instances also providing, increasing their education, increasing literacy for these um, traditional birth attendants. Uh, you're empowering them to be able to go back into their communities, to have a voice, not only for themselves, but for young women and girls, and also for other individuals, families within the communities, and they're able to make a difference. Ladies, what would you say is the greatest challenge that you face, this initiative, this organization faces? Greatest challenge, greatest need? I guess in a COVID world, distribution is a huge hurdle at the moment. There are some countries that we can't physically get our kits into and some of these are the countries that perhaps need them the most. I think that's our largest challenge at the moment, distribution. And also for any organisation, especially organisations that are working within this humanitarian space, you know, funding is always a need. So to be able to just continuously receive support, especially now with COVID-related challenges that I know a lot of people are having. Um, so to just continuously have that ongoing support from individuals can be a challenge in some instances, but we're thankful and grateful to all our supporters mm. and who are uh, on board right now. And we're always looking and in need to just have more people come support us and even people from around the world. We're speaking today with Mercy and Kate, both of whom are joining us from Birthing Kit Foundation in Australia. Ladies, what do you love most about what you do? Probably it's receiving stories from the field. Mm -hmm. 
happy stories of babies being delivered, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I guess being part of other people's journeys, childbirth. I mean, it's the most joyful experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the, definitely the greatest, um, just to add on to what Kate has mentioned, is the stories that we get from the field, um, the pictures that we get from the field, you know, seeing children who, if we go back now, were birthed with the kids and now they're getting older and they're able to walk they're running around that just makes us very happy and you know these videos these photos their stories are just incredible thinking about the listenership or the viewership of this podcast and of course all the many people who listen from either in europe or in the united states of america australia it's good sometimes and it's important to remember that our perspective and our experience is not the only perspective or the only experience that exists in the world. And I think that's one of the things about what you do that's so important. It's a reminder today that in this regard, there are a lot of things that we take for granted when it comes to healthcare, the birthing process, and those things. We Many of us have been able to take those things for granted, and so many in the world are not in a position to do so. But I also want to say, and the, the thought comes to mind, that I have quite a few faithful listeners throughout the continent of Africa. But I would like you ladies to speak to the ladies that might be listening in Africa. And what did they need to hear today? What would you tell them in relation to all that you guys do? I come from Kenya. Maybe I'm, I think I mentioned that earlier on and just want to give a shout out to my Kenyan sisters. <laughs> I think we're with the work that we do. Um, the most important is around education. And if I can just encourage um, young girls to, you know, continue striving to go to school or going back to school, even after having children, if they can, if they have, you know, access to, getting education, you know, learning, continuously learning. I think that's something that is important because I think when we see women get empowered through education, we do see communities change. We also see livelihoods change because they have, they're able to make a difference for themselves, their children um, and their families and their community in general. Well, the parts of Africa that I've visited are Kenya. Yeah. I studied yeah. in Kenya for a while. And also Tanzania, two wonderfully beautiful parts of the earth. Thank you for having me, number one. Number two, we ran an innovation challenge last year. The lady called Jacqueline Rogers, who works from South Africa, has uh, launched an app called My Pregnancy Journey. And that might be something to look up. So just a shout out for the My Pregnancy Journey app. It's either free or extremely inexpensive. Um, I think it's free. Yeah, free to download. And, yes, and it's only when you um, add on things, it, yeah, you have to pay. But I think it's free initially and um, you can access lots of information if you happen to be pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant or interested in learning about that journey. Well, this is the Edge of Adventure and we're getting close to wrapping up this edition, a very unique edition of the program and that's good because unique is good and what you guys do with the entire team all the volunteers and supporters at birthing kit foundation in australia what you do is so important and it's having this impact around the world and from africa to the pacific to southeast asia and again i have a feeling it's going now even beyond that with every passing day more opportunities despite the challenges and i know there are I know there are some challenges and, and i also know that you ladies and the team there are going to be up to these challenges 
you're going to push past them and you're going to get the help needed out to the communities that need it so much. Birthing Kit Foundation Australia can be found online at bkfa.org.au. That's bkfa.org.au. And as always, you can also go to theedgeofadventure.com, look up the podcast post that pertains to this interview and this feature, and we'll have all the links there so you can, can track them down there if you don't have a chance to, to write that down. But it's a wonderful organization doing great things, and I like the simplicity of it, and I like how you've been able to take that simplicity and magnify it and amplify it and take it to so many different parts of the world, to so many different women and communities. I can just imagine the difference that you all have made across the world. And so thank you for doing that. Thanks for taking the time today to tell us about it. And as we close the program, anything else we should know about Birthing Kit Foundation Australia before we wrap the show? Look, I guess in terms of how others could help or learn more about what we do, mm-hmm. you're welcome to reach out to us via the website, info at bkfa.org.au. If you'd like to partner with us, if you'd like to help us fundraise, if you'd like to host an assembly day or learn more about what we do, please do reach out. Just add on, you know, we're a small team of five individuals. So it's a small team of five people and six board members uh, who are extremely passionate, passionate about um, the work that gets done in these developing countries. So also just to read up on some of that, some of our successes, there's more stories on our website and also um, social media. Did you say five team members? Yes. It's, yeah, <laughs> we're small. <laughs> no, we're very small. <laughs> Listen, you're doing such a great job, and my heart goes out to you and to all the women that you're helping and have helped through the years Congratulations. And of course, we focus on what I like to think of as the unsung heroes out there. And so many different things we could think to do with our lives, we could pursue in our lives. And yet, there are so many people, so many people. Here's some good news, and we need some good news these days. There's so many people around the world, like you two, who have chosen to do something for others and to serve a group of people that might otherwise be forgotten. And that right there is some amazing news. And so, in my book, you two ladies and your entire team are heroes. Keep up the great work. And I know it's not easy. It's got its days where it can be discouraging. But carry on, sisters. You're making a difference. And it's a wonderful thing. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, thank Adam. you for having us. Thank you. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure where we go beyond status quo.